You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Caitlin Glover. Caitlin is the new Executive Director of the Public Lands Council and the Executive Director of Natural Resources for NCBA. Caitlin, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the podcast for the first time. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself, tell folks where you came from and, and uh, uh, both you know, in your life and, and from Capitol Hill. Sure. Well, so glad to be here, Ed. Uh, so I am a Wyoming girl. I most recently uh, came to NCBA from the office of Senator John Barrasso from Wyoming, where I served as a policy advisor for him for a number of years on agriculture, natural resources, and tribal issues. So I'm excited to continue my work on those issues uh, here with PLC and NCBA. Uh, before I joined uh, Barrasso's office, I was working in Ireland for their agricultural semi-state agency. So my whole life has, has been centered around agriculture, so I'm glad that that continues here. Okay, well, um, you, you started a couple of weeks ago, got thrown right into the fire uh, with the NCBA or the Cattle Industry Convention and Trade Show uh, last week in San Antonio. What were your impressions of your first uh, convention? Well, it was it was a great way to begin my tenure here. Uh, I, I have been telling people that I got to spend uh, quality time with 9,000 of my closest friends in the ag industry, and, and that really is true. So I had a, a few days in the office before we went to San Antonio, and it was a great um, introduction to the people, the, the people who are on the ground who are affected by all of the important issues that we work on here in Washington. Uh, you know, the, it's the I have a lot to learn about the regional issues, the regional nuances for some of these issues. Um, but by and large, you know, across the country, we all care about the same things. We care about the industry, we care about our communities, and we care about the environment. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see so many old friends make new friends last week uh, in San Antonio. Um, and of course, we came back here to Washington, D.C. And I don't know about you. I, you're new here. You can't really say this. But um, I was kind of hoping for a slow week, you know, to sort of recover from from, you know, the, the three ring circus that is the, the convention sometimes. That did not turn out to be, as is often the case here um, at NCBA and PLC. Um, you actually, you were home for, you know, like 15 minutes probably, and you got back on a plane to go out west. Um, I understand you were in Denver on Tuesday of this week. Uh, there was a public listening session on the NEPA reform, uh, which, of course, is the National Environmental Policy Act. Um, how did that go? I, 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 the, the clip that I saw in the PLC uh, clips this week said that you got some snow and it may have affected turnout. How, what did, how did it all turn out out there? Yeah, so, I, so about, about 15 minutes of me being home, that was about right, uh, turned around uh, from San Antonio, went straight to Denver. Um, I, I thought the, the public hearing went well. It was it was kind of a strange, um, strange start to the morning. We, we got about four inches of snow in town, which, as you know, uh, whether you're in Denver or here in Washington, that can snarl traffic pretty quickly. Uh, but we, we had a pretty good turnout. Uh, I, I think, you know, a lot of folks would have said that the turnout maybe wasn't as, as expected uh, because there was a rotation of people people in and out of the room. Uh, but we had uh, our, our PLC Vice President Nels Hansen made some remarks that morning, and a number of other uh, folks who are engaged in agriculture were, were happy to speak in, in support of the proposed changes. Okay, and of course there is another hearing coming up in Washington, D.C. Um, on, the, on the NEPA issue, um, but of course um, you don't have to attend that. Um, the public comment period um, is still open until uh, March 10th, I think. So if you haven't done so already, um, go to policy.ncba.org and get your comments in, on NEPA. 
um, not to be outdone, BLM is also holding hearings around the country uh, on their proposal to reform grazing regulations. And uh, Tanner, Be- Tanner Beamer from PLC, um, I believe, is was out in New Mexico this week. You're going to be out um, at hearings next week, I think, as well. Um, how are those going? How, what have you heard from the front lines about those uh, grazing reg uh, meetings? Well, uh, it, it's sort of been like dueling banjos. It's been dueling regulations from the administration these past few weeks. Yeah, so so BLM, as part of their scoping, as, as part of their process to gather information on what future grazing regulations should look like, they're also having a public comment period that we'll, we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but they, they're holding four scoping meetings on the ground so that they can hear from, from the folks who, who have these permits, right? Um, so Tanner, yep, Tanner is out uh, out west. He's going to be attending the meeting in Elko. Um, I'm going to be in Casper uh, on the 20th. Um, th- those meetings are incredibly important bec- for, for a number of reasons, right? So so volume and content are the two focuses of, of our, our members and of us here in Washington when we have a regulation proposal like this. So volume is where our producers come in. Um, the number of comments that we can get submitted to any agency as part of this process Um, is is incredibly important and also they want to hear your stories so they want to hear your personal uh, producers personal uh, involvement and investment and and frankly you know some of the challenges we've faced in getting these grazing permits or range improvements uh, approved through that process okay so absolutely so if you're in the Elko area, February 18th, um, or the Casper, Wyoming area on the 20th. Um, Tanner's going to be in Elko. He might even have a pecan punch with you uh, there in Elko. Um, but if you're not in those areas, um, you can always still submit your comments until, I think, March 6th. Um, so get in uh, on the BLM website and get those in. Um, not to be outdone, also this week, uh, the president sent his budget to Capitol Hill. Um, this is a, obviously just a proposed budget. Um, it is really it really reflects the starting point of the entire budget process, but it is an important document. Um, how did the how did the Department of Interior priorities look uh, in the president's proposed budget? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this really has been uh, an incredibly busy week. Budget uh, budget time, budget week is is always exciting. Given that I just came from the Hill, we we always joked that you know the the budget proposal is fine, but as soon as you you have it received, Congress often will do what they will uh, and file it. Uh, sometimes in the round filing bin, right? Um, but the president's budget proposal contained a number of really great items, uh, particularly in the interior space. So for people who use and have access to public lands, you know there, there was a huge huge investment um, proposed, and, and that priority uh, was demonstrated through this budget proposal. Because really, that's what budget proposals are all about, is showing where the administration wants to put their focus. So one of the things that you saw was a, a billion-dollar proposal investment in wildland fire programs. This is really important because if you'll remember a couple years ago, we we had this um, wildfire funding fix. And so you know, this very clear investment, coupled with that funding fix from a few years ago, is is incredibly important for for our producers who who know what catastrophic wildfire can do not only to to their places but their neighbors places the air quality you know water quality it's 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 an incredibly huge risk and so that priority is is incredibly important and we also saw a a, a really good move and, and move in the right direction for wild horse and burrow funding uh, priorities. 
So obviously, Congress provided a significant boost in funding through the last appropriation cycle for that Wild Horse and Burrow program. Uh, of course, that is contingent on a, a report that the BLM owes to Congress. So, But even in advance of, of them receiving that report, they, there was an additional funding proposal, about $15 million, that was proposed as part of this budget cycle to, to add and build on the progress that we hope the administration is going to make in, in getting some of these herds, hopefully most of these herds, at some stage down to closer to AML. All right. And like we said, this is the starting line. Um, but as in any race, where the starting line is, is very important to, uh, you know, when you get across the finish line. So we have a long road to go. Um, stay in touch uh, and we'll keep you updated on the appropriations process. Um, with that, Caitlin, thank you very much. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Glad to be here. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.